Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Welcome back to Mike Cybert Radio. I am your host. Um, got a special fun show for you today. I am in, uh, once again, in the KGRG One booth, and I am joined by my good buddy Killing Spree. How you doing, dude? Yes, I am back by the popular demand of absolutely nobody. <laughs> awesome. I'm doing all right. Just got off work. Looking forward to the weekend of uh, working. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, same here. It's Man, we are living that radio life, huh? <laughs> it's yeah. fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. <laughs> Man, if uh, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And the mailbag is uh, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com. And I, um, and I kind of buried the lead a little bit because today we're going to be talking about Justice League. <laughs> yes, we are talking about superhero movie 350-something. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's Avengers four. It's no, wait, no, it's it's no, it, it's just Justice League because I think one of the things that we're gonna get into today is that this is kind of uniquely its own thing. It's um, I I can't remember a time that I have been more confounded by a by a movie. Uh, this is beyond good. This is beyond bad. This is. I, I'm just I'm just baffled by this movie. So I'm hoping having your uh, uh, with your guidance and your particular brand of haterade, I'm hoping to come to come to grips with my feelings about this movie. Well, you know what? <laughs> Judging by the box office numbers, I can't be the only only one drinking haterade for Justice League. Yeah, it's um, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, 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 we'll go into the num- those numbers a little bit later. Okay, all right. Or do you want to touch on those now? Well, we're, um, do we want to start with just kind of uh, expectations and kind of uh, uh, see what we wanted from this movie and maybe compare that with what we got? Yeah, that's probably better. All right. So I'll um so I'll I'll kick it off then. Um so expectation wise, okay, so obviously we you and I either uh separately and together we've talked about this this DCEU for quite some time, probably going on a couple years now. Yeah. Because uh, at least ever since uh Batman v Superman came out. Right, and that and that was what 2015, so that's like 2 years ago. Um only I know, right? It feels like an eternity. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so th- this is something that's been kind of in the uh, lexicon of what we've been doing as uh, uh, broadcasters for quite some time now. And this, you would think, is kind of maybe the culmination of it. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but but for me, expectation-wise, I, um, I hated Batman v Superman, which is, you know, uh, a matter of... Uh, notorious record at this point um and i was fully prepared and i think even looking forward to hating this as much as that which is is part of the reason why i'm so 
puzzled. Um, but then what happened, in fact, I think even when the last time we met when we talked about Blade Runner 2049, we had resigned ourselves to basically being um, a hate watch. But for me, at least, at, at the 11th hour, something changed. I started to see some of the early reviews. I saw uh, people kind of tweeting about it. Uh, people that I kind of kind of know and uh, uh, trust and respect. And basically, the consensus was this movie is an absolute mess. But it's not awful. Not in the way that Batman v Superman was. So I was like, okay. And that, it completely changed my perspective. Okay. And yeah, so so going into it, I was like, okay, well now I'm now I don't know what to think because yeah, I mean, like a day or two before I saw it, I was like, okay, what? Maybe this will be okay, but still, probably not. Well, well, did you see it opening weekend or did you see it later? I I think I saw it the following weekend. What whatever the discount Tuesday at the Cinemark okay. was after. Um, opening weekend. I don't have the data off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah. I, I, damn. I really cannot remember if it was week one or week two. <laughs> oh, oh no, it had to have been week two because uh, the you know I had already seen like box office figures and saw that this was like a terrible failure oh, okay. and all all that other stuff. So, um, but yeah, no. The the movie that I got was uh, um, I I had tweeted after I'd seen it and and basically kind of revalidated what got me into the theater was like, it's a huge mess. It's not good, but you kind of need to see it to believe it. Okay. So that, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Just kind of as a baseline. Well, for me going into it, I got basically, you couldn't be worse than Batman V Superman. That's what I was thinking. And going into this one, just every, all the trailers I saw, I was like, Oh yeah, this doesn't look good. This does not look <laughs> good at all. And going into it, I figured, all right, I'm just going to, me and a friend are going to go watch it just to kind of laugh at it. Not with yeah. it, but laugh at it. Sure, sure. And I got my money's worth. I saw, <laughs> we saw a really dumb movie, and we made fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like that that's kind of the mantra you've taken with it. It's just, this is a dumb movie. <laughs> well, I love, I well, just love your use of the word dumb. Because it is dumb. It's <laughs> So when, dumb. when we talk about the plot, we'll go into more detail about that. Sure. But it's just, I think why a lot of people aren't hating on this one as much as BVS because BVS set the standard of how bad DCEU can be. Sure, that makes sense. It's kind of like with the uh, the Star Wars prequels. Uh huh. They were just the bar was so low; it was easy for everything Disney's put out so far to jump that hurdle. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. That totally makes sense. But, um, but yeah, it's it's a dumb movie. <laughs> <laughs> so ironically enough, we all got what we expected out of it. Yeah, which is kind of unusual. <laughs> if you if you want to look at it that yep. way, yeah, going into these movies, you'd be like, but just just entertain me, God damn it! <laughs> Don't make me mad. Yeah, it, well, see, and that's the thing too. It's like you know, uh, uh, I was fully expecting to, on some level, be offended because, like, Batman v Superman, as 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 a fan of uh, some of this material, offended me, and 
this didn't even do that right. <laughs> it's like so. Um, so before we kind of get into the stuff a little bit, so you uh, um, well, let's talk about the numbers because you uh, box office. Yeah, numbers. you you kind of brought that up a little bit, and well, the, I only wrote down the uh, opening weekend because I don't think okay. it's fair to judge how Justice League will do overall because it's still yeah. in the theaters, right? But uh, going by the opening box office domestic. Uh, Justice League had the worst opening weekend for DCEU. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel had, uh, I just rounded off these numbers. Of course. It had $116 million. BVS, $166 million. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, $133 million. Oh, man. Wonder Woman, $103 million. Mm-hmm. Justice League, $93 million. It couldn't even break the $100 million mark. Yeah, less than $100 million. And, now- that, and that's just opening weekend again. And, and that's domestic, right? That's, yeah, that's domestic. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see, because I haven't really looked how this is doing overseas, because, you know, I think in, in uh, previous episodes, we've talked about, um, you know, the Chinese market, they love dumb movies. That's how they keep making Transformers movies, because right. they, it's loud and dumb, and I wonder if this is loud and dumb enough to entertain those but, foreign markets. But something I found interesting, mm. at least going by, again, going based off the opening weekend numbers, is that DCEU peaked with Batman v Superman, and it's mm-hmm. just been downhill for the following three. Even Wonder Woman, that that one was universally praised. Yeah. And it, it did worse than uh, Suicide Squad opening weekend. It's interesting. And and the thing I'm trying to figure out... Oh, and, oh so, go ahead. Another thing that I find funny... Uh-huh. Despite, I'm assuming Warner Brothers was in on this because they have a 30% stake on in uh, Rotten Tomatoes, or at least 30%. Yeah, that, yeah, I wanted to talk about The Rotten Tomatoes that. numbers were hidden until opening day. Yeah, let's... And that didn't save this goddamn movie. Yeah, and I want to talk about that a little bit because, like, uh, one of the things I think we'll talk about within this entire conversation is kind of toxic fandom and and what is wrong with these these DC kids that are so... The apologists? Yeah, well, and and it's not just the apologists. It's like it, go, it goes a are... step further into fanaticism, I think. Oh, you mean like the, uh, the fanboys that are petitioning for the Zack Snyder cut to be released? Pers- the very same. And the... Even though... From my understanding, there's not enough there to make a complete movie. Right. Well, and and that's the thing. So with uh, from what I understand, um, Zack Snyder turned in at some point a two hour and forty five minute cut that was um, uh, quote unquote unwatchable. Now that that was from like an executive at, at Warner's, so I don't know how much weight I take with that. But but the thing with these these petition dinglings, they think that there is somehow like this alternate version of the movie, and that just simply doesn't exist. Reshoots were always going to happen. In fact, um, uh, Snyder was already going to bring on Joss Whedon to help re- uh, um, uh, rewrite some scenes and do some script cleanup. That stuff was already there even before uh, Snyder left the production. I'm going to be honest. I think we didn't save this movie. You know what? I And I think a lot of the things that people point to, probably a lot of the things that I will point to as being liked are, I mean, there, there's there's Whedon's handprints all over this thing. Yeah, it's basically like every joke is like, that was probably Whedon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and... And, what? and Superman not being a villain when he got zombified? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I um you know and and so let let's take a quick step back here because like there there was a couple things uh to unravel there one this movie just like its predecessor Batman v Superman colon Dawn of the Rise of the R-rated Justice Carnival ultimate extended edition now available on Blu-ray <laughs> um it's it's a troubled production and it it, it had always been troubled now, um, notwithstanding the the tragedy that caused uh, uh, Snyder to step away from the movie, I mean that happened later. This movie was already in trouble, and it's it's I don't know. It, it's it's a weird hodgepodge mishmash to where like there's tonal jumps like with even within a single scene. It's like you know, it's it, it's so weird. And I found myself as I was watching it wondering. Is this Snyder or is this Whedon? Is this Snyder or is this Whedon? But apparently he the reshoots accounted for maybe like 20% of the movie. Okay. But uh, um, I'm watching it and it's like this Whedon-esque stuff feels more than 20%. So it, it's, it, it's difficult to tell what's going on there. It's It was really well, tough to follow. I guess the only way we'll know is if somebody... Puts himself through the pain of a director's uh, uh, commentary track of having to rewatch this movie. Yeah, well, first they would have to rewatch the movie. Ew. But what do you think? And and um, so with uh, previously with Batman v Superman and with uh, Suicide Squad, I don't think we got this with Wonder Woman. I'm not sure, but you got the the fuck you by the extended cut um, home video release, and yeah, those- so. Yeah, I don't think one. I think the most Wonder Woman got was some uh, deleted scenes or something like that, or oh, extended scenes that weren't in theaters. That's right. I saw that. I saw that sticker on the Blu-ray case, like, oh, it includes an extra scene. Answer my own question there. So I don't know if you count that as a director's cut or not. I wouldn't think so. But the thing that I'm wondering then is there a home video audience for an expanded cut of this movie, a la the the uh extended cut of bvs i'll say yes only because there are fanboys fanboys will eat up anything true and 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 i'm a friday the 13th fanboy i fully admit i'll eat up anything friday the 13th so yeah i mean i'm speaking from experience (laughs) well you know and i wear my fandom on my sleeve you know it's like there's a lot of stuff that i i will uh, filthy trekkie yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) you know what i i i am not doing that uh that cbs all access app bullshit so no std for me i my tests have come back nobody wants an std yeah (laughs) (laughs) that works two ways it's awesome i love it i love it um but uh oh man I, i lost my train of thought there so, um, home oh. video, home video. Yes. So, uh, something you were you were talking about a moment ago uh, made me think. I wonder if we would ever see. You know, we were talking about extended cuts, but how about something in the vein of like a despecialized edition? Because we know the Snyder cut is incomplete. There is no quote unquote Zack Snyder version of this movie. And I believe the studio has said, well, this is it. This is all you're getting. Well, if they do put out or do decide, you know, let's do an extended cut and there's uh, CGI scenes that would, in Snyder's cut, they wouldn't have been finished. Right. Is Warner Brothers going to fork over the money to finish those visual effects for a uh, extended cut or a Snyder cut? 
You know what? And with the fanboys, like we were just talking about it, they probably would. In fact, I bet you those same fanboys that are making these petitions and are uh, calling foul on Rotten Tomatoes and making all these allegations of paid off Marvel critics and all this stuff, they would probably pay for a Snyder Cut that includes probably rough and unfinished effects. Not, I mean, the completed movie has rough and unfinished effects. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the the actual yeah. visuals of this stupid movie. But, but I, I just, I, I just landed on that just now. It's like, you know, I think people would, you know, even if it's well, got like animatics or, or, well, yeah, the fans will pay for it. But I don't know if Warner Brothers will fork over the money for it because, uh, I didn't think the right numbers for this sure. one. But uh, from my understanding, Warner Brothers they put out more movies than any other studio right oh. now. Okay, but. They, but they don't have the profit returns of, say, like Disney or Universal who put out less. Interesting. I wonder if it's a profit margin thing. Because, like, with, with this movie, this movie cost $300 million to make. It sure did. And it's not, I, it's not saving Warner. I don't know what they spent it on. And I, 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 I have a guess. I have a good guess. <laughs> and they're not getting that money back. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I have a good idea of what they spent that money on. And then it was Superman's mustache, or lack thereof. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and you know, I mentioned earlier about being distracted and watching whether it was Snyder stuff or Whedon stuff. It was the same thing. I'm sure there were scenes of Henry Cavill that were made that weren't reshoots that I swore he had a, a blurry, putty-looking upper lip on there just because... I knew that that was a thing, so it completely threw me out out of the movie. Because like, there's some scenes like where he's like in the cornfield, and I see like the these dude has some giant teeth, mm-hmm. some some giant white chiclets looking teeth, and I'm like, that fake? That looks kind of fake. Admittedly, I wasn't, I didn't even know about the the mustache stuff, so I wasn't really paying attention to it. So all that stuff kind of went over my head. Can't be so fortunate but, because but looking at the pictures though, and not even the ones you brought, but the one, just the ones I've seen online. I'm just thinking like, Superman, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> but you know what? I gotta love. I gotta. At least I think it's Paramount. Yeah, I gotta love whichever studio it was that yeah, was basically Paramount. Like, Fuck you. 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 We're not having him shave his mustache. Fuck you. Well, and, and so it's like it's just like they could have just said, "All right, we'll let have him shave his mustache," and we'll. Put, have him put on a, uh, a fake mustache right. or whatever. Because honestly, that, that would be a lot easier and cheaper. But no, they made Warner Brothers pay who knows how much yeah. to give him a CGI uh, baby face. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Now, do you think that that's intentionally shitty on Paramount's part? Because I... I well, shitty for Warner Brothers, but at the same time, it's kind of like... I've, I. I just found it was funny. It's like, good for you, Paramount. Yeah. Good for you. Well, and that's kind of the common consensus. I, I read it a little differently, though, because, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, they, they should just let him, uh, you know, shave his mustache. And then, you know, for Mission Impossible, they just, you know, put a. I'm like, that's not Paramount's problem. Exactly. And that's I, I think what they could have done instead of uh, gotten rid of the, the mustache, go the other direction, have him put on a fake beard. You know, like when he rises from the grave and stuff. How do you explain that, that that he suddenly grew a beard? I mean, I'm already confused on how long he was dead because he came out without any sign of decay. Well, and, and I mean, how does time pass in these stupid DC movies anyway? I have zero idea how much time has passed since the end of BVS and the beginning of Justice League. I'm going to have to assume it was like 
literally right after, or they, they happened right after one another. Had to have been. Had to have been. But then it's like, how quick was Suicide Squad then? Well, yeah. and or, where, well, Was Suicide Squad happening at the same time? I don't know, because now, um, did you ever go back and watch Suicide Squad? No. Of course not. Which is fine. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> but the, the there's a stinger scene in there where, uh, spoilers, you know, Amanda Waller, the, the head of the Suicide Squad, is talking to Bruce Wayne and is giving him all of these files. It, it's kind of a bridge in between BVS and uh, Justice League where, you know, she's giving him files on the Aquaman and the, the, the guy in the city that runs really fast and all this, you know. Didn't he get those files from Lex? Probably. Well, no, he got little QuickTime videos. I, I oh, don't, she gave I, him more stuff. Yeah, okay. these, these were like, you know, like 1970s file folder dossier looking things. Okay, so these movies happened within days of each other. Had to have been. Only way to explain Superman not decaying at all. Right. And well, I mean, you could go super nerdy on it and say, well, you know, because of his like solar energy and stuff. Maybe what solar energy? He was six feet under. <laughs> I mean, like, he absorbed it while he was... I don't know. I'm trying to comic book in this. I'm not defending it. It's fucking stupid. It's yeah, I, fucking stupid. Don't don't this, get this, me wrong. See, see, this is, this, see, listeners, this is exactly why I said it was a dumb movie. <laughs> it's a dumb movie. So, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, one of the things we talked about earlier, I mean, since we're on the topic of Superman, is that, yeah, you know, this was totally not a surprise to anybody that Superman is totally in this movie. You know, yeah. I had brought up the... Yeah, the you brought up the toy line. Toys, yeah. And, and, and I was kind of playing... Uh, for lack of a better phrase, devil's advocate, because I was thinking of the uh, the old Jurassic Park toy line from Kenner where... Oh, yeah. they For those of you who are too young to remember that kind of stuff, <laughs> the Kenner toy line had yeah. a bunch of dinosaurs that weren't in the, the movie at sure. all. So I was just thinking, you know, maybe, maybe they're just putting in a bunch of stuff for the kids so they have more toys to play with than the, the four or five however many characters that matter. In the... Right. But then I saw the movie poster. Uh-huh. And it has Superman's logo on it. <laughs> it's like, yep, Superman's in it. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Yeah, well, and it's funny. And, and the thing that cracks me up the most about that is the, the, the tagline is, you can't save the world alone. Superman can. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, they should have called this movie, you can't save the world alone, dot, 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 unless you're Superman. Yeah, I, I find it hilarious that this movie showed that the rest of the Justice League is absolutely pointless. Yeah. Superman came in at the last minute and saved the day. Yeah. He, I mean, Christ, he, he even makes, he made Flash look like a chump at being super fast and saving people. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, God, we'll, we'll get in some of the gripes I have with Flash in a minute, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so one, one quick thing I wanted to touch on before we moved on, and, um, you know, Last year, we talked about uh, Star Wars Rogue One, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was obviously a product of, uh, you know, studio interference, compromised directorial vision, and it, at the end of the day, the work of two different directors. But yet you watch the movie, the completed movie, and it's relatively seamless. There, There isn't the thing where you're jarred saying, oh, I mean, yeah, the Vader scene now kind of feels a little tacked on. I still fucking love it, but 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 well, which not, Vader scene? At, at at the uh um at the end in the hallway. Oh, that one. Yeah, well, well, there's that one in the one where he has the dad joke. Oh, 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 right. Yeah, I kind of forgot about. <laughs> so bad you that. forgot about it. Oh man, that's embarrassing. <laughs> See again, I I I'm a fucking homer, man. I I I will. Sp- 
I'll eat that shit up with a spoon every time and and fucking a- love anyway, it. Anyway, but but where I was going with that is that um, that was one. Of, it was a thing where it was two different directors, and you kind of can't tell. Here, it's just I don't know. It just I, I I put that down in my notes because it just it it I was really thinking about that um, on the way over here, and I'm just like, you know what? You can have two different directors and not have it be. I mean, those tonal shifts. I mean, you you get like whiplash from how hard the tone uh, I, I shifts from well, scene to I scene. Think that's the thing, though, is because Snyder and Whedon, they're tonal wise, at least from the movies I've seen from those two, mm-hmm. very different. Yeah, like Zach's more grim, dark, and where yeah, totally. where Whedon's more up, up, uh, lighthearted for the most part. For the most part, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can, I could at least I could tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Um. So that being said, where where do we want to go from here? Do we want to start breaking down some of these some of these characters and some of our gripes with them, or well. I just want to make a quick or a couple quick gripes about how bland and unoriginal the plot is overall. Sure, yeah, yeah, that that sounds great. Because this movie takes element or story elements from not only the Avengers but also Man of Steel. Yeah. So uh, basically, the we have a second tier villain mm-hmm. who uses the henchman from the big bad purple villain to take over the Earth. Yeah, that's that's Avengers. Yep. But also. This villain uses a device to terraform the Earth into the villain's homeworld. That's Man of Steel all over again. Was oh, that what they were doing? That was what they were doing in Russia. I had no idea what the hell was going on there. I'm like, okay, there's flowers at the end. That's that's pretty dope. Oh yeah, all that all that those stupid little uh, tentacle things that were going around. Yeah. That that at least that's the impression I got. That was that Steppenwolf was terraforming the Earth. Holy shit! I didn't even I. I didn't know what the hell that was. Well, it looked, well at least that it looked just like that. Uh, it felt like it was Man yeah. of Steel all over again. It's like, oh, Zod's back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Better movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is saying... No, that, that's not saying much, is it? No. But yeah, the, just the plot overall of this movie, it, it has about as much depth as the Hanna-Barbera Super Friends cartoon. <laughs> and that, that cartoon was dumb. Yeah. And yeah, I I completely agree. It's it, uh, the it, only thing this movie was missing what was the uh, the Wonder Twins and their stupid uh, monkey. <laughs> stupid monkey. And and the thing that really kind of bugged me about this, uh, um, it's not so much the plot, but still kind of with tone, is that like this is a sequel to a completely different movie because. Nobody is acting though. I mean, maybe Wonder Woman to an extent, but nobody is acting correctly, or at least as we've like, like. Well, well they've all had tonal shifts. Like Bat- Batman's suddenly all gung ho about Superman. Yeah, I, Superman. At least at the end of the movie, he's acting a little more like Superman than he was in the past two movies that he was in. You know what? And and I realize we've gotten this deep into the conversation, and I haven't even said. You know what? Superman, best part of this movie. Mustache and everything. I, you know what? I, well, because for me at least, I, I've got to eat a little bit of crow here because, like, for the last couple years, for the last couple movies, I hated Man of Steel. I hated Batman v Superman because, you know, the costume is dark. He's dark. He's grim. He's brooding. He's mopey. He doesn't like being Superman. I'm like, you know what? I, I just want Superman to save somebody and maybe have a smile on his face when he does it. Um, and even do those stupid little, is this man bothering you? The, 
And he, he actually does that. He actually does that. Or not word for word, but he, that when he comes back, when he comes back out of nowhere, he's like, he's basically saying, is this man bothering you? And then, and then he kicks Steppenwolf's ass. Yeah, and, and so like all of the stuff that was kind of cheesy... I kind of liked like like the at, at the beginning of the movie like he's talking to these kids and you know it, I can you have uh, for my podcast I, as as people I'm sorry that, but that dialogue felt so unnatural like I have a five year old niece who talks better than those kids that is true but I I guess maybe I'm I'm a sucker because it's but like even, hey I do podcasts well, that's kind of cool but even then in that scene I thought it was super, cute. even then in that scene Superman seemed a little annoyed like he was like when they asked me like. Can we interview for our podcast? Like, okay. Interesting. Like, he, 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 okay. He seemed annoyed. Like, hmm. I should be fucking Lois right now. <laughs> Not talking to some kids. <laughs> it, it see, maybe I just got got distracted because it was I. Well, the vertical home video recording is always distracting. Well, but the thing is, though, it's like while I was watching that, and he does like the the you know like talks about the symbol of hope, and he kind kind of does this swishy motion. And he says it's kind of like I'm like yes, and I almost want to. I'm like yes, that do more that. Why haven't you been doing that for the last two movies? Zack Snyder, that's why. Yeah, and I was just like, and and one of the things I keep saying is I was confounded, I was confused. I'm like. Are these people really going to give me the Superman that I keep bitching about that I'm not getting? I kind of got it in this movie. Yeah, but we had to wait until the third act of the movie to get it. True. I yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing, but like, I mean, even 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 the dumbest line of the and it's a dumb line, but where Superman shows up, he's like, "Oh yeah, I I believe in truth." Tap tap. And justice, I laughed like unironically. I'm like, yeah, you 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 punch that 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 cartoon doll, Superman. It, I liked it, and even yeah, it, the, only, the only way that would have been better if he also said and the American way. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, totally. I don't know if we can do that anymore overseas, though. I don't disagree with you, but. But yeah, I mean, even at the end, after you know, like uh, um, you know, like he's talking to Cyborg and says, you know, how much is this going to hurt or something like that, and they're both just kind of like chuckling, almost kind of like the end of a Lethal Weapon movie, you know. It kind of, it kind of struck me like that a little yeah, bit. It, it did, and and I didn't dislike it. I did not dislike that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like like but, I said though, it's like it, it doesn't. It, it's a sequel to a different movie. It's so weird. So. uh I guess while we're talking about characters, you just want to talk about the rest of the characters? Sure, since we're here. Yeah, I kind of hijacked the whole thing and made it about Superman. Well, it but... is your show. <laughs> it's fine, but you are my guest. Please proceed. What? What? Who would you like to talk about next? I guess we'll go with The Flash. Okay. Go, going into this movie, I I really didn't care one way or another. The Flash, he was, he, All was, right. he, he was meaningless to me. Sure. But after this movie, I fucking hate The Flash. Yeah. I hate him now. Mm-hmm. He is just an annoying little shit. Uh, and God, you, when you think about it, yeah. he's absolutely useless except for one scene in the whole movie. Yeah, where the whole where he has to run super fast to charge up the GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and here's the thing. I mean, does that kid know what running is really like? Because he looks like he's skiing at certain points. Not you even have, skiing. He's like he's flailing his arms. Yeah. About. But yeah. anyway, I say he's useless anyway. except for that one scene because, in this movie at least, both Superman and Wonder Woman yeah. have super speed. 
Yes. And, and it showed a couple times. Yeah, because in uh, when uh, Wonder Woman was saving the hostages from the bank robber who was shooting a fully automatic machine gun at the crowd, mm-hmm. she blocked every single bullet. Mm-hmm. Not one got past her. Right. She, her and Superman, they can replace the Flash. He is useless in the Justice League, at least as far as the DCEU goes. Agreed. And, and also his jokes. They were just... Cringy, beyond cringe, man. And then there's that one scene where, when this is after they resurrect Superman, and okay, and Flash is running up towards him like he's like, all right, I'm just gonna get this guy from behind. Everything's gonna be okay. And then, and you you get a close up of Flash's face, like he's super serious, like he's yes, like he's focused. He's like he knows what he's doing. And then you see you get a cut of Superman just turning and looking at the Flash, and the Flash's look looks on his face, like it's supposed to convey like. Oh crap! Mm-hmm. We're in trouble. Yeah. No. The, the the way, the way his face looked, it was more like. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, goddamn. Uh, yeah. Everything with the Flash. All that was missing was a uh, Big Bang Theory style pre-recorded laugh track. Yes. Oh man! Also, that, that's what it is. Oh, I've been trying to put my finger on it the whole damn time, and that's what it is. It's that that. Yeah, he, he's Big Bang Theory he's humor. A, he's a fucking Sheldon. Yeah. He's a fucking Sheldon. He's unlikable, and his whole motivation for joining the Justice League was because he wanted friends. Yeah, that was it. Which yeah, dumb I mean, movie. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I I think that needs to be your punctuation point for like your everything. It's like as we close out each point, dumb movie. <laughs> Cause it, cause it is. But that, but that's secretly my my favorite part of the whole movie. Like just not not the flash part, but just when Superman's eye rolls. Yeah, that should have been. I, I mean, loved that. I was and well, again, that, it was, that was like cool. That was cool until they went back to the Flash. I agree, hundred percent. It was yeah, but yeah, no. Uh, flash is incredibly irritating, and it was funny. I was talking to my wife about this, and I was going on and on. I'm like, you know, he's you know socially awkward. I may have even made allusions to autism. Because I think, I think I had, I don't know where I got that notion from, but I thought that somewhere along the way that that was kind of supposed to be part of his portrayal as being kind of like, you know, maybe like a Asperger's or like on the spectrum type of thing. I think that's kind of what they were going for. And it doesn't represent very well. It's just annoying. Well, well something my friend brought up because mm-hmm. uh, he's a bit younger than me. Okay. So uh, he uh, kind of explained Flash's humor is like maybe it's it's more geared towards millennials or at least younger millennials. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because technically I'm a millennial, but I'm on that uh the oldest end of that. Yeah. So it that's maybe, okay. Maybe I, it's the generational thing. Flash's humor. Yeah, that's a good point because even like in his apartment, you know, he's th- there's like like K-pop videos on and just all this weird random stuff. Yeah, you might be onto something there, but I just it was funny when I was talking to my wife, she, you know, politely listened and she's like, "Yeah, but you don't like the Flash anyway." Okay, I've, you you came in with a bias. And I didn't even realize I had it. Um because like I yeah, I've never been a fan of uh I've never collected Flash comic books, never really even especially liked him in the animated shows. Um we don't watch that Flash TV show, um, which from what I'm told, uh, apparently is a completely different representation of the character. Like if you you know, if you want Flash done right, apparently watch the show, I guess. But I can't be bothered to because I don't like Flash. So, um, but that that costume, though, that costume really irritated me because, like, it's 
it looks like an Iron Man suit. And well, yeah, because he's using uh, materials for uh, that's shuttles use for reentry. Sure, why not? But he's well, running. I mean, that's what they said. That's what yeah, Batman said. And I did like that. I, I I chuckled at that line a little bit, but then I realized it's like, well, but how does he move with? And 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 there's like rope or something. So are they really trying to sell us that this is like a handmade, homemade costume? Because, I didn't notice the rope. Yeah, it's like if you look around like like the chest and some of the arms, you'll see kind of like strings a little bit. It's it, it's weird. It's a weird well, costume. Well, maybe they should have done the angle with uh, Tony Stark and Spider Man. Just have Bruce make it. Yeah, yeah, I I I'd have been okay with that. You know, he shows up in a in a brand new suit with an AI in there. That'd be that'd be kind of rad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's stupid Flash. Yep. Uh, Dumb movie. How about uh? Since we're going on characters that we're introduced to in yeah. this movie, uh, how about Aquaman? Oh, Aquaman. Dude bro Aquaman. Surfer bro Aquaman. Here's the thing. I couldn't figure out whether to take him seriously or not. I couldn't figure out what his deal is. Well, I think after that scene with uh, the lasso, it was like, nah, I shouldn't take Aquaman seriously. See, I loved that scene. No, it, it's, a funny, it's a funny scene. I laughed out loud. It is a funny scene. I'll, I'll admit that. But mm-hmm. still, it's like... When you make fun of them like that in your own movie, it's kind of like, why am I supposed to take them seriously? I agree with you, and I think that's what makes things so complicated when they try to do this like Atlantis bullshit. What, what was even happening there? I, yeah, I don't, why, why was he in exile? I, I, I don't even know. And and one of the things, and I don't want to... Oh, oh, God. Oh, go ahead. Something I totally forgot about, and I, huh. but I'm, I'm glad I remembered it, since we're talking about Aquaman, his yeah. whole... His whole uh, he doesn't want to get involved with the... The Justice League to stop Steppenwolf and whatnot. Sure. And Batman's asking, like, so why are you s- protecting this uh, village? He's like, because nobody else will. He's like, that's the same goddamn reason to stop Steppenwolf, you fuck. Yeah. He's, well, I, I think the way that they're portraying the movie. Him, <laughs> I love it. I, I can't See not what you started. It. I know, right? It's so bad. Meanwhile, we're watching the meters and it just freaking you can watch it just slap against the side there, but anyway, no, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand anything about him. I don't know his motivations, and well, it. W- Good. This is why Marvel's doing better. They're actually making movies for their main characters before doing the team up. Mm-hmm. So without just basic character building, this yeah. movie doesn't do that. No, not at all, and. Even with the confines of this one movie, you know, it's like at one point I would have been I ironically enough would have been cool with it if they had just stuck with the the Jeff Spicoli, you know, maybe Bill and Ted, maybe kind of like, you know, California surfer bro and just stuck with that. That way, when he comes out of the, the, the building towards the end after riding that parademon down, and he flips his hair. You would buy it at that point. But this is the same character that I saw being all super earnest in Atlantis earlier, talking to who knows who. And I just, I, I just, I could give a shit. I mean, why is he even in this movie? I don't, I, he, well, he literally has no purpose. Another question. Uh, yeah. What was the point of that whole scene of him taking a swig of that whiskey bottle and just walking off in the sea? Trailer bait. Okay. It looked kind of cool. It did look kind of cool. Well, for a trailer, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But when it serves almost as, it serves as much purpose as that Russian family. 
<laughs> yes, the Russian family. D- dude, that is a Joss Whedon thing. Because you go back to like the first Avengers movie, there's like this random waitress that we keep coming back to over and over. And if you watch the uh, deleted scenes of the this, this waitress is in like 45 minutes worth of cut material. Okay. And you don't notice it as much in the in the um theatrical cut. Yeah. Well, there's no director's cut. They're just DVD extras. So you just well, watch individual scenes. Right, right. But 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 I think like with this Russian family, it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, you know, this is that random people that you cut to for no apparent reason and almost all of it should have been cut out. Well, I guess if you cut them out though, would you run into the same problem that Batman v Superman did uh-huh. where, where this whole city's being destroyed? Yeah. But there seems to be no collateral damage even though it's a it's a city. Here's the thing though, and and who else is living here? Well, these are the only people we ever see in this one house that and and Superman like saves like a like an entire apartment building. Yeah. But there's nobody in it. I don't I didn't see no people in there. And and that's another thing about these these DC movies. They're so freaking empty. Like 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 in the the fight at Superman Park, there's a couple cops there, but there's nobody just and it's in the middle of the day. And it was the same thing in Batman v Superman and yeah there, there's just no people around. It's it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, at least in the uh 2014 Godzilla movie when uh-huh. when Godzilla was fighting the Mutos, yeah. there were people around. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. Well, so so I can make this movie is so empty uh, relate, and we could talk about the Russian family. I did laugh at the bug spray, though. I I, I okay. I thought that was kind of okay because it. I, I, that was probably Whedon as well. Oh, oh, it totally was. I mean. Yeah. I, all right. All right, so, uh, so let's move on. The next character we're introduced to, uh, Cyborg. The plot, well, the guy, the guy who seems to be the most useful for the plot, at least. Yeah, but yet makes the the least sense. Like, uh, first of all, I mean, we we talk about shitty CGI. This guy gets victimized the most because he looks like a goddamn transformer co- uh, crossed with a uh, with a discount RoboCop. He just does not look okay. It looks so bad, and yeah, you you could have just had a an actual suit. Put him in a suit. It will, it will one that looks like the one of his ones from like the comics or maybe the uh, sure. Teen Titan cartoon. Yeah, because his design is actually quite basic. Yeah, I you know like he's you put a silver T-shirt on him and kind of like some you know robot bits on there, and you're okay. He doesn't he doesn't need to again be a transformer. Maybe that's where all the spare money for CGI went after the Superman's mustache. Maybe it's like (laughs) well, well we don't have any money left, so so I guess well well here's some leftover transformer effects. We we bought these at Michael Bay's garage sale, so we're we're just gonna use these. Fucking hell. But yeah, no, uh, um, Cyborg was the character that I expected to hate the most and ended up hating the least. Okay. Of the new characters. Um, granted, there were only three new characters, but still, um, uh, I, I thought, I thought the actor, uh, Ray Fisher did the best he could with what he had. I had no problem with his performance. I, I was thinking like the voice was going to be like super low and monotone and it kind of was, but not as much as I was thinking it was going to be. Well, 
since you're the comic book guy, sure. Is Cyborg ever a part of the Justice League? Yes. Now, I, and yeah, I wanted to touch on that because one of my one of my main gripes with this iteration of the Justice League is the inclusion of Cyborg. I think Cyborg is kind of a cool character, but he's a, he's a Teen Titan first and foremost. That's that's the book he was created for. That's the team that. I most closely associate him with, and I think a lot of kids do too, you know, like because of the the Titans cartoons, you know, you got Teen Titans Go and that has Cyborg and Robin and Beast Boy and Raven and all that stuff. So for a lot of kids, he's not a Justice Leaguer. So, but um, about like, you know, five, six years ago, maybe even longer now, uh, DC relaunched their line, uh, the new 52, and they relaunched a Justice League comic and it had Cyborg in there, and it always bugged me. Okay. So, so that is from the comics from you know, with it within the last ten years. But I, I don't know if it's a diversity thing because if you're going to just bring in John Stewart Green Lantern at that point, if if you really need a person of color in there. Yeah. But but I digress. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, Cyborg is in the Justice League because DC Comics editorial has retroactively made Cyborg part of the league, and okay. it's and it's dumb. It's dumb. Right. And, it, uh, it doesn't work. Speaking of things that th- at least don't make sense in my mind mm. is uh, in the movie they're quick to me- or Cyborg's quick to mention that when Superman died, the GameCube started acting up. Yeah, but but. In those uh, those uh, YouTube videos that uh, Lex Luthor has of Cyborg, the QuickTime videos. Yeah, the, we see the GameCube. What's it actually called? Motherbox. M- Motherbox. Well, see, if you if you were playing Motherbox drinking game, you would be dead because everything is mother, mother. This, I mean, like, I mean, Steppenwolf may as well have been Glenn Danzig at some point because he's like, oh, you've come from mother. Yeah, but, mother. But yeah, in in that in that little video clip, we yeah. see the Motherbox active. Yeah, and this is before Superman died. Yeah, so. Uh, what gives? It makes no sense. Well, and one of the things, or, or is it just a dumb movie being a dumb movie, or, or dumb movies? All of that, and also this is a sequel to a movie that's not those. It's a sequel to a different movie because yeah, continuity makes no sense. It activated the the the, and you know, and and let's talk about mother boxes for a hot second here too because yeah, it's it, stupid. If. If the whole reason for Steppenwolf not invading Earth or relaunching the invasion of Earth was because there was a Kryptonian on it, why didn't he make more attempts before Superman arrived? Yeah. That was the reason? Yeah. Wow. This is a dumb movie. Like, Yeah, like I said, <laughs> dumb movie. There's like so much I don't understand about the plot because I thought maybe it had something to do with the mother boxes like... I, I don't even well, know. According to Cyborg, the mother boxes weren't act, or they only activated after Superman died. That's so dumb. It is. That's so dumb. Look, again, assuming I'm remembering correctly, because Christ, this fucking movie. Well, who could who could possibly care? And 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 I just think, as far as MacGuffins go, what is it with movies' fascination with cubes? Like like you had you, you I mean you obviously had the the uh, cosmic cube I call it the cosmic cube because comic books uh, in in the Avengers they call it the tesseract but it's fucking cosmic cube get out of here uh, but also like in them Transformer movies there's the Soul Cube or is it Soul Cube I don't, I don't no I, I'm sorry I'm thinking of Doom Three yes 
<laughs> but also a cube. Uh, but yeah, no, it's odd. Odd fascination on cubes. I don't. I don't understand. I, maybe the GameCube was that awesome. <laughs> you know what? If they put out a, um, a classic edition similar to the Super Nintendo, I'd probably buy it. Well, they have to do uh, N64 first. Would people buy that? I would. It, it, okay, see, see, is 64 fondly remembered? I never had one. That's why I would want one. Ah, oh, same here. See, I, I went I went PS1. So, anyway, we digress. Way off topic. Way off topic. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 the whole MacGuffin of, like, you take the cubes and you put them together for something. They form a super cube? <laughs> Hypercube? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So so we we were t- and oh okay, yeah. So this is where it all ties in together because like super, uh, cyborg is apparently like made from the cube energy or something. I don't understand that whole thing of like how like his uh like when they were fighting Superman when he was uh risen from the grave, um why his uh, arm started acting up and and that like, was I, I that was just plot convenience to get Superman to fight them. Was oh. Super or Cyborg's arm just suddenly auto locking? Oh. That was the whole reason that Superman fought them was because for whatever stupid reason, like he was being threatened or something. Oh, that's dumb. I, <laughs> dumb movie. <laughs> oh, that's real dumb. I I I hadn't realized. Uh, yeah, not to go out. Well, so. Not too far off topic. Sure. Just another gripe that I have with this movie. Of course. And it relates to the Mother Cube. Okay, yeah, De- it, since we're here. Death in the DCEU, it's just like in Dragon Ball and Mortal Kombat. It is completely meaningless. You die, your friends can just b- wish you back. With magic. <laughs> magic. That You know what? That whole sequence was pretty stupid. Oh, oh, and and you, very you, video gamey. Oh, and it shows just how stupid the Justice League themselves are. This mother box was so damn important uh-huh. that the uh, the uh, the, the yeah. Amazonians and the uh, the Atlanteans the Atlanteans they put them in guarded put them on pedestals yep. inside a guarded room. Yep. Cyborg had his like what in a closet or something like that. Yeah, it was hidden away. And like as a suitcase, but, he's just like carrying anyway, it around anyway, at one point. Super yeah. uber important. So when they go go off to fight Superman, nobody fought. To protect the thing. So Steppenwolf just came in out of nowhere and is like, yoink! <laughs> he literally just grabs it, right? He just, the boob tube or boom tube, whatever that thing is called. Or is it the same thing? Yeah, it is. But, oh, but you know what? Just a tangent for a hot sec. That's one of my, one of my hugest gripes with this is... Uh, the DCEU, I would say, unlike the Marvel, and I told myself I wasn't going to get into this pit, but I'll climb, I'll climb back out real quick. The thing that bothers me about the DC movies is that they assume you have a functional understanding of all of the DC comics. Like, you should have read Jack Kirby's Fourth World. That, that was sh- a huge gripe I had with Batman v Superman. It just assumed you've read uh, Dark Knight Returns. Right. Yeah, because it's otherwise it's like, well, why why is Ben Affleck running around in that RoboCop armor? It makes no sense. But if you've read Dark Knight, it's like, or, or it take, also whichever comic it was that uh, Joker killed uh, Robin. Oh sure, yeah, uh, Death in the Family. Um, but still, yeah, no, it's it, it assumes that you know what Mother Boxes and Parademons and Steppenwolves and and all of this stuff is. And I happen to know what that stuff is. 
but I still need the movie to explain that to me. I still don't know what parademons are in the context of, but, of these uh, movies. Not exactly. Just because it's been explained in the comics doesn't mean the movie adaptation is the same. Correct. Exactly. So I kind of need that exp- uh, explanation. Whereas I think on the Marvel side of the fence, they, they go deep cuts with their references just to be like cheeky and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, to get fan service. Exactly. And so when... Fan service starts um, um, replacing storytelling. Yes, thank you. That that's exactly what it was. It's like yeah, you have to have read. In fact, I like at my comic shop. There's a poster up of Justice League. You know, you can't save the world alone. And then underneath, it's like read these graphic novels before seeing Justice League. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank, yep. thank goodness for your local comic shop. Yeah, and and I'm just like, nope, not. Not doing that. It's up to the movie to explain to me the the um, uh, convoluted mythology. Exactly. In fact, um, do we yeah. want? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, if a movie requires uh, outside reading, that movie failed at storytelling. Absolutely, it needs to be its own thing. Now, it could be part of a multi-part thing, like you know, it kind of. I mean, do you have to have seen Batman v Superman to understand what's going on here? No, because that one gave just enough to understand what happened in Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just now thought of that. It's like, that's kind of interesting. And it, it, and it didn't, well, it sort of dwelled on Batman's murdered parents, but yeah, it didn't, not as hard as some, uh, some past Batman movies. Mm-hmm. But I tell you the the thing that really bugged me. I mean, I mean, again, we're probably gonna start talking about ropey CGI any second now. But the 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 mythology, mm-hmm. you know, and and one of the things that really illustrated that the most was like this: the flashback battle scene where you have the Atlanteans and the and the um, uh, the Amazonians and the uh, and men. And and the armies of men, and we are trying so hard to be a Lord of the Rings here. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, did you see the couple Green Lanterns show up in there? That was pretty well, I dope. saw one die, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, so at least they established that. Yeah, which, and again, is, I don't know if that's one of the, is that like an elbow jab fan service thing? Or is it something where, I mean, because it's like, you're almost expecting like a Green Lantern to show up at the end of the movie, right? I would, I would almost suspect it's laying the groundwork like Batman's dream and Batman v Superman with the parademons in him. Oh, we're still doing that? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's, that's just the assumption I'm going yeah. off of. Because there's no reference to that at all in the in this Justice League thing at all. In fact, the parademons look completely different. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, so I, I think it's that, weird. So I'm assuming that dream sequence was just a dream like it wasn't uh an omen or whatever yeah but, or foreshadowing but yeah i mean i i hated that entire sequence i i audibly groaned. lois is the key yeah it was oh it was well not not that scene the 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 oh, okay. the, the battle oh, okay i audibly groaned and i'm just like what are we doing to which my wife was like hush <laughs> I got I got hished for that one, so I didn't realize I had said that out loud, um, because it was it was just it was just so bad, and um, you know I mean it, it looks like a cartoon. It, no, you know, CGI looks, was not good. Yeah, it, uh, it 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 looked like it was like a cutscene from like uh, God of War two or something, um, 
And yeah, you, you you totally just hit one of my points that I, I was going to bring up a little bit. But oh, did you, I steal some thunder? I'm sorry. Well, right. since you, well, since we're on CGI, yeah, I might yeah, as well yeah. Let's touch on let's it. stay there. So refresh my memory. What was the budget for this movie? Three hundred that, million dollars. Right. <laughs> this movie had a bigger budget than Avatar, Lord of the Rings, and Jurassic Park. Yet the CGI was horrible. PlayStation. I mean, for 2. fuck's sake, Jurassic Park's CGI was better than this. Uh huh. And that it, movie's. Next year, gonna be 25 years old. Mm hmm. The fuck? <laughs> Dumb movie. It's like, I don't, I don't, it's like, what did they spend it on? Because, yeah, it's like, it's like, in a lot of spots, it looks like it's like weird pre visualized stuff. Like, like, you almost have to, like, do a couple more passes on it or something like that because it just, it looked like PlayStation 2 graphics. I mean, I'm trying to, well, those movies I listed, I'll admit, were uh -huh. older than this. But sure, like, like even the the 2014 Godzilla, yeah, Jurassic World, uh, The Force Awakens, yeah. CGI in those three movies, still better. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know the budget for those three, so I or so I can't really comment on if Justice League spent more or not. Yeah, I I you know I used to be really into that kind of stuff. Like I remember, oh you know, holy shit, Waterworld is the most expensive movie ever made, and just I you know I just I I don't keep up anymore. But but I know that three hundred million dollars is like super expensive, for, yeah, for what you get. Um, and and that that scene, I have I have seen a epic battle scene done better twice this year there was a scene like that in the wonder woman movie and then there was a scene like that in uh, thor ragnarok and both of those were done very very well i'm, I'm not going to spoil it because i don't think you've seen either of those but um, i don't care okay well so i mean basically like it, it's kind of done as kind of like a um uh kind of a moving classic oil painting looking thing it, it looks pretty darn epic in both movies um the one in thor looks like it's straight from a led zeppelin video <laughs> um in a good way um like something you would see painted on the side of a of a 70s van or something with like well, everything you know about the well, at least based on the trailers everything about that movie seems rock and rolly yeah, totally. And and you'll we'll probably get into that when we when we talk in our next episode because we're going to get into uh, some Marvel stuff. I don't want to get too off track. But yeah, no, just uh the the entire you know, sticking with the CGI, it it reminded me like I was watching a video game. Even to like when I remember like there was a scene where Wonder Woman is fighting Steppenwolf and as he's swinging his axe, there's like energy trails coming off of it. And it just, it looked like something out of a video game. You know, you, since you brought it up, video games and whatnot, I'm just thinking, uh, I've seen some video game FMVs that were more convincing than this. Like from Mortal Kombat, the, the last Absolutely. two Mortal Kombat games, like their, mm -hmm. their FMVs were more convincing. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I guess this, or are you done, got anything to add for CGI? No, I think I'm good. Okay. So, it, so this it, is, it was universally terrible. So Mortal Kombat... <laughs> Brings up a good segue to Steppenwolf himself. <laughs> Why does he look so much like Shinnok from Mortal Kombat X? <laughs> but shitty. <laughs> but shitty, exactly, yeah. No, I, I, seriously, I, I posted a side-by-side -side picture yep. on my Facebook page. I don't know if you retweeted it or just liked I, it. I don't, oh, I don't remember. You'll have to retweet it just so your your audience will uh -huh. see it quicker. But yeah, it's, it's Steppenwolf from the movie and Shinnok from Mortal Kombat X. They're helmets. Almost exactly the same. Yeah. Same in their face, both really, really pasty. Yeah. So it's like, but Shinnok looks better. 
<laughs> yeah, even in that in that high res image uh, that that you posted, it's like it looks okay. He doesn't. He just looks like a lumpy turd. Yeah, he's just a bland villain of the week. Well, in in a stupid. Uh, stupid, you know, just a just a lame villain. And here's the thing: like, I if I'm understanding correctly, I think at once upon a time this was supposed to be two movies. So I think this was supposed to kind of lead into part two, which would be like Dark Side and Apocalypse and more of the Fourth World stuff. You know, get the new gods and and all of this, all of this uh, um, uh, Stoner Jack Kirby stuff. I. I'm I may be kind of by myself on this. Um I I have I have no love for that for that 70s Jack Kirby stuff. It's just it's just way too out there for me. Again with like, you know, uh, again mother boxes and parademons and boom tubes and it's all it's all just so fucking weird and I don't understand why it has a place in this kind of mainstream movie. It makes no sense. I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're the comic book guy. You're gonna have to tell me. It's a dumb movie. That's <laughs> what it is. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I yeah, I think Steppenwolf was kind of supposed to. He wasn't supposed to be like the big bad. It was supposed to. He he was like the 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 mid level boss. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, he's the second tier villain using the big boss's henchmen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, uh, and speaking of the and just never henchmen, it's like yeah, it was the henchmen that defeated Steppenwolf because yeah. suddenly Steppenwolf got was afraid. That's it. So that was their reason. <laughs> yeah, he was afraid. Dumb movie. <laughs> so good. Oh man. All right. So, um, so I realized at this point, you know, we we got uh we got into the meta stuff, and there were there were a couple characters we hadn't talked about yet. Yeah, we we skipped the uh, recurring characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or at least two of them. Well, that, well that's a good segue. <laughs> um, so um, you want to talk about Batman, or do you want to talk about Wonder Woman? Uh. Let's go with Wonder Woman because this is the first time I've seen her on screen. I okay, I haven't seen the movie, Wonder Woman movie yet. So in that case, let's start with you then. What did what did you think? Having having overall, yeah. I mean, just because like you go from seeing her as that extended cameo in the last movie, skipping over her solo movie and seeing her here. I'm just kind of curious what uh, what you read on the character is. I I think Gal Gadot's a really good fit for uh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Like her and uh, Cyborg are probably the characters I didn't really have a problem with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that. But, but I did find it. Well, this isn't so much a problem about her, but a scene that she was in mm-hmm. with the, the whole uh, the bank robbers and that bomb that supposedly could destroy four city blocks, <laughs> four even blocks. though it's in a briefcase. Yeah. So no way, unless it was a nuclear bomb, no way you can get a briefcase bomb to blow up four city blocks. Yeah. Anyway, and she just she froze it up in the air. Couldn't have been more than a hundred feet. Blows right. up. No damage. Yeah. So I was like, okay, either whoever was directing that scene doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, or the bank robber was bluffing on how powerful the bomb was. Yeah, and he just seemed sadistic to want to kill people for no apparent reason. And and this, I love that scene. It's it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, but it does absolutely nothing for the plot. It, well, it, it, it has it It's has, just an opening... Reintroducing characters, yeah, but at least with reintroducing Batman, there was purpose, or so, or some purpose to the plot. Yeah, you know, and I I liked that scene because he's doing Batman stuff. He he's grabbing burglars, shitty CGI when he was doing it. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about video games? I mean, it's like that that you know those Arkham games look pretty cool. This did not look pretty cool. 
No, I, I can speak from firsthand experience. Those Arkham games are pretty cool. <laughs> but I like that, you know, like he, like, you know, strings him off the side and, you know, using him as bait. That's a very Batman thing to do. So so he was doing that because he knew about the parademons already and that they they were they sensed fear. Yeah. So are we supposed to read something to know he already knows this or are we just supposed to believe he's no. been fighting parademons already? Who could know? Uh, well, well, you know, because of the nightmare scene, he he, he retained but, his memories. But, but, from how the, would, but how would he know in, yeah, from that no nightmare one. scene that parademons sense fear? <laughs> I have no idea. It's a dumb movie. It is. It's a dumb I movie. I don't understand. It makes no sense. And the thing that really pissed me off is when um when when he starts talking to Alfred, mm-hmm. like he's got the crook strung up. And he's like, "Hey, Alfred," and I'm like, "No." No! Bat, Bat, Batman's getting dumb in his old age. <laughs> and fat, too. But also, uh, what was the point of Batman having a beard for that one scene? I, I mean, was he was he traveling by foot to grow a full beard to get to wherever fuck-off country he was, well, Aquaman was in? Well, see, it's, it's two things. Could one, his rich ass not afford a helicopter? <laughs> especially since he leaves that scene on a plane. Yeah. Well, I think what it is, it's for the the uh, shaving fetish people out there. It's for the, for that community, so you you can you can. So, w- so somebody's touching themselves oh, while yeah. Ben Affleck is shaving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, product was, placement. Me, yeah. Meanwhile, somebody from Gillette is just just edging in the. <laughs> well, I, well, I didn't see a Gillette can, so I don't I don't know if it was product placement. That's a good point. See, that's dumb. There's even an opportunity for product placement, and it organically fits the story, and you still don't do it. God, that's dumb. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I. This is we're on Batman again. It's the passage of time. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> an, one thing I did like about this movie is that it this it took one of DC's most overrated, overpowered hero and knocked him down several pegs. Mm-hmm. Batman deserves it. <laughs> all right i'll give it well okay here's the thing oh, come so, on he he is totally overpowered like oh yeah basically there's a problem oh i got a contingency plan for that what if your contingency plan doesn't work i have a contingency plan for that and, and i have another contingency plan for that too and a, and a gadget in his belt too I mean, yeah he's got a gadget for everything it's yeah just, he's, he's as overpowered as superman but the, see, the thing is that that's interesting about that perspective is that Batman should also be the smartest person in the room. He always needs to be the smartest one, and he's just not in this movie. Well, yeah, his <laughs> contingency plan for Superman was Lois. Yeah, no kryptonite weapons. No, Lois. What if what if Superman looked at Lois and was like, and just saw a parademon? Oh yeah, and also better movie. Also, with uh, when Superman. Grabs uh, Lois and they fly mm. off. How, sure. How did she know he was going to take him to the farm to call his Superman's mom? Martha. And when did he? So, <laughs> I mean, he could have took her to uh, the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Sure. Assuming that was ever established. I don't even remember. I think it's a spaceship now or something. That, that's another thing. Why I, is that spaceship still in a heavily populated city? Because only seven days have passed. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> I mean, but Ben Affleck has grown a full beard in this. I, it makes no sense. It yeah. makes no sense. No. It's so dumb. 
But oh my god! But yeah, no. With with, with Batman uh, again, his his he goes from being the very best part of Batman v Superman to almost the worst part of Justice League. I I mean, Ben Affleck is asleep in this. He in his line delivery and everything. Well, he's just well, well, we do uh, keep, we do keep getting those stories of supposedly Ben Affleck's leaving the project. Oh, he's done. I mean, he's got to. I mean, and how sad is that? He gets to be Batman for two movies, and yeah, just I, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy because uh, you know it's like he tried to be Daredevil and that didn't work out too well for him. Because I, I remember at the time, um, and and I've I've flirted with being an Affleck apologist throughout my time, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh, holy shit, you know, you know, Ben Affleck isn't what's wrong with Daredevil. That's just a stupid movie. And it is. But my point being is like part of what he was trying to do was be Batman. He always wanted to be Batman and he finally gets to and it's in two shitty movies. I I just feel bad for him. You know what might fix this? Mm. Bringing Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Because say what you will about those movies. They were successful. They're universally praised. Mm -hmm. Bring in Christopher Nolan. Yeah. He, he, He knows Batman. Cumulatively, there's two and a third really good movies in there. You know, if you smash all three pieces together, you've you've got. Well, I would say just got, I would say just one because Batman Begins. It was just samey. Okay, all right. We we got we should put a pin in that and come back to that later because yeah. I I I do not agree with you. <laughs> but but yeah, no. That uh, let, let's stick with uh, Justice League for now. But but with, with the the suit, hated the suit, made him look fat. It was like a freaking well, marshmallow suit. I think the problem was the lighting. Yes. That, th- that suit was made for grimdark. Yeah, and, and and that suit has no business showing up in the light of day. What are we even doing with Batman at daytime? I, I don't need that. I don't need it. it same same reason we got Batman daytime in, uh, in uh, Dark Knight Rises or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, that's right at the end. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of dumb, too. <laughs> I remember having problems with that at the time also. Um, but uh, let's see. So since we were on Batman, do you, um, what, what did you think of uh, Batman's impressive super vehicle, the Nightcrawler? <laughs> Otherwise, uh, Superman, uh, Spider-Man might have a lawsuit. I, <laughs> I can't say I hated it as much as the Tumblr. Or what? what? Or whatever that that tank was. Oh my god! We're... Batman drives a Batmobile. He does not drive a tank. Wow! But, but no, it it was just it seemed overindulgence. Well, and slow and useless because he's like fighting some parademons. And he's like, Albert, I need the Nightcrawler. But why? And it takes like forty five minutes to get there because it it, it crawls. I don't. Maybe we got it just so we can get that one scene where uh, Cyborg uses his tentacles to hijack yeah. it. And that was yeah, yeah. And, and I like how like it climbs up to the top of that hole, and then the scene just ends. <laughs> I'm just like, what, what happened? Did they? Did they? I, I'm assuming they got out okay. Well, yeah, because Aquaman showed up at the last minute to stop the water temporarily. <laughs> yeah, because they were in water. It's like, see, if if you're if you're having your end boss battle like in in of of Kurzakstan or or whatever stan uh, in in fake Russia, um, 
uh, put it in your water, maybe. So Aquaman has something to do other than be like, my man, yeah, yeah. Well, well he he did. <laughs> There's no to, water, yeah. He did get to get thrown around, toss his trident at a pair of demon, and then ride it like a surfboard. So stupid. <laughs> it is. It was so dumb. And again, if he if he had stayed consistent with the surfer bro uh, characterization, I'd have been okay with that. Yeah. But but anyway, right. Uh, now now we're looping back into uh, um, old uh, territory. Um, let's see. Uh, other stuff um, you want to cover? I mean, I, I've got a smattering of notes that I could probably shotgun through real well, quick. Like one I can save for the end, and the other two are for the end of the mo- from the end of the movie. So uh, okay, what do you got? All right. So um, oh, let's see. Uh, no, I already talked about that. God damn it. Um, oh. Um, uh, the women in this in this movie that aren't named Wonder Woman are not portrayed especially favorably. I I I'm kind of a Lois Lane fan from like like the comics. It's like you know she's brassy and's got Saxon Moxie and all of that, and and needs rescued because she gets herself into trouble, mm-hmm. um, as as opposed to just needing to get rescued. Um, but I mean, and 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 I I love Amy Adams as a as a as an actress. Um, got a huge crush on her too, but also no, just totally wasted in these movies. I mean, like her thing is like, "Hey Lois, you go work today?" Nah, I'm sad. What the hell? That that <laughs> really bothered me. Well, and she's hanging around with Martha, who has nothing to do in this movie other than to uh, not make house payments. I guess. What are we well, even doing? Well, since you brought that up, I want to touch on something real quick, Martha. God damn it! But uh, when Super, when or not Superman, when Batman saves the farm by buying the bank, yeah. Why did he need to buy the bank? Why didn't he just pay off the debt? Or why did and why didn't he just help her before she went in foreclosure? After she was instrumental in her adoptive son's death, you mean? Yeah. I well, mean, you know what? I mean, that point aside, was, it, was that just a, It's just another. I'm Batman for the sake of having a I'm See, Batman scene. That's the way I read it, and liking those moments, I chuckled because I I was you know I wanted him to say well, like because I'm Batman. Well, as funny as it might be, it was a very Batman thing to do. Well, sure, it's a Batman thing to do, mm-hmm. but it's still stupid. I don't know. I mean, I I think well, this, it's just, it's just this might pointless. be the this might be the one thing I might have to uh, disagree with you on. I, I I think the moment plays because it's consistent with the various versions of Batman that we've seen. He's all, he'll always buy the whole bank or the entire club or restaurant or hotel yeah, or yeah, whatever. But, but it, it touch, touches back to what I was asking earlier. It's like why didn't he just help her before she went into foreclosure? Is he a dick? Yes. Okay. Well, because because there was a one percent chance, so therefore there was an absolute certainty that uh, that that she, she would make her payments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that, that answered see, that. Answered that. Okay. See, that must mean it's almost time to wrap up because we're getting super rummy. <laughs> when, when, when the giggles are outweighing what what we're uh, uh, what we're talking about here, um, but yeah, no, I. Um, the women. We were talking about the women. No, and, and that and that was really just the extent of my point. I and I and I didn't necessarily like that that Lois was kind of like the the secret MacGuffin that wasn't the mother box. Ew, that got uncomfortable real quick. <laughs> but uh, wow, that was bad, and I well, feel bad. Well, well, since you're bringing up the women, uh, 
Did you want to touch on the faux outrage of the Amazonian costumes? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's uh, get uh, into that for a little bit. So quick. Quick context. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess there, there was a promotional photo mm-hmm. that showed some of the Amazonians in a uh, well, what the people getting outraged over are calling sexy armor. Yeah, and they, this was before the movie mm-hmm. ever came out. So yep. pure speculation that all the Amazonians were going to wear this costume. I was looking out for those costumes, and there was a good mixture of those and the armor from. The, the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. I mean, the ones that stood out wearing the uh, the leather armor, uh-huh. they weren't the ones guarding the the uh, the GameCube. They were the ones with the hammers. Their sole purpose was to knock down the door. Correct. You didn't need armor for that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think that's a lot of our SJW friends looking for something I, to bitch about. Yeah, where, where the fuck were they when Zack Snyder was putting out 300? And, right. And they were just... Bare chested, bare abbed, wearing only speedos and capes, yeah, and helmets. Yeah, but those are dudes. It's okay to objectify dudes. Yeah, but I guess I, I, I kind of wish I looked up. Uh, since the Amazonians are from Greek mythology, just uh-huh. looking up images of how the Greeks themselves portrayed Amazonians, because I'm kind of curious if they'd be like other Greek heroes, where they kind of mostly portray them naked yeah. a lot of times, or or maybe like like, like Hercules like, was in his skimpies a lot of time. Totally, yeah, and and I I had seen some of that that um, outrage beforehand, so I I was kind of looking for it, kind of like Superman's mustache. I was kind of I couldn't help but look for it, and I'm like, hey, what? And and I think some, especially some of the um, uh, people that were actually in these skimpier outfits were the ones that I think were the most built. I mean, oh, yeah, they were ripped. I mean, like, like, like the gals that are like holding up the gate at the end there, and and the and they both have like fourteen pack abs, and so I, I think that's kind of in service to what they're kind of trying to portray there. But no, it kind of no. made sense in the story because those those two people looked strong. Yeah, I mean, they looked like well, they're that, holding that, up a giant stone wall. Well, just remember, making sense doesn't work for outrage culture. This is true, and it certainly doesn't make sense in this movie either. <laughs> no, but it's, it's just—it's kind of funny though. There are people bitching, or these people that are bitching about the male gaze or whatnot, and I'm just thinking, yeah. like, you know, lesbians like looking at women too. Sure. Why are you guys being homophobic? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You did say something that I did want to address. You, you talked about the male gaze, and I—I I, I think I mentioned this on last week's episode when I was talking to my wife about it. We're um. The way that Zack Snyder shoots Wonder Woman is completely different from the way that Patty Jenkins shot Wonder Woman in in her movie, and, and it's so weird because like I I wasn't looking for this. I I just kind of found it because it's there. We're we're kind of lingering on uh, on Gal Gadot a lot, and we're spending a lot of time under Wonder Woman's skirt in a in a way that I I. I didn't see it in BVS as much, well, and I didn't see it in... It, it was weird. It kind of well, threw me off. Well, I've never seen Wonder Woman, so I can't sure. really do the comparison here, but I'm just... Was, since you mentioned it, another part of the outrage for uh-huh. these Amazonian costumes was yeah. that men can't portray women properly or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking, like... And I don't you know, know about that, all that. That's way too generic, because Wonder Woman was created by a man. Yeah. But then also, at least three, two of the... I think the strongest female characters he created in the 20th century, uh, mm-hmm. Ellen Ripley and Sarah Connor, yep. they're both written by men. Sure. And also, uh, are, you, 
You ever heard of the game Bayonetta? Yes. Well, Bayonetta, very sexual. Guess what? She was created by a woman. Get out of here. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. So, I, I think it's down... You can't pin it on men can't uh, portray women mm-hmm. fairly or whatever. It's, it's sure. more down to the individual creator. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Zack Snyder is just kind of, at least when it comes to uh, the Greek stuff, mm-hmm. he's just like the Greeks. Show off the bodies. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, but, not, it, but not for the same reason. Okay. To show off bodies, but... Yeah, okay. I mean, I, 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 I my, see my, where you're coming from, but... Yeah, my I, point is just blame it on Zack. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. 100% with you on that. Um, the last note I had, and I, I can't believe I almost forgot about this. Um, we haven't said word one about the score yet. Because that, that was actually a theme that we carried over from the last couple episodes. Right. Like when we were talking about Blade Runner and th- how there's no iconic scores. Now you have Danny Elfman coming back and covering himself, basically. Well, what does that say about this movie, though, that the, the most iconic score was from a previous, was from an iconic movie? Yeah. I mean, I didn't notice it at first, but my my friend says, and this was while the credits were rolling. Mm-hmm. And he was pointing out, I was like, I could have sworn I heard the Batman theme from yeah. the movie. And then then as the music uh, credits uh, came through, it's like, there was the copyright for Batman 1989. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, you were right. There it is. Well, and you get a little bit of uh, Superman 78 in there also. Um, it, it's more towards the end, like when right. when Superman shows up. It, it's very, very subtle. So you, it's, you almost have to listen for it. So it's almost like uh, the soundtracks for uh, Force Awakens and Jurassic World, yes. where the most iconic stuff from those two movies' soundtracks were from the previous movies, mm-hmm. not not the ones that were made for the movie itself or that particular movie. Yeah, you know, and and a lot of the the Zack Snyder cultists, uh, you know, um, uh, they're the the alt left people of the Zack Snyder fandom. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, no, they're also petitioning for like you know, like oh, you know, they want the original uh, Hans Zimmer score. Okay, Hans Zimmer never did anything on this movie. He he's basically said that he's retired from doing superhero scores. Which is why they kind of brought Danny Elfman in. The, these knuckleheads are clamoring for something that doesn't exist. That, that, that's fanboys for you. <laughs> so weird. I I don't know. It just it just it just bugs me. So if, if, if fanboys are, are are like this movie, dumb. <laughs> but we haven't gotten to the dumbest of the dumbest. No, thing. that's why we were saving for the last because <laughs> it was part of the last of the movie. So uh. This is after uh, the parademon. This was after the parademon saved the day. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was the, the parademons that saved the day. Totally. Yeah. From so, the purple guy that we'll never see. Yeah. So uh, we, as they they were kind of the heroes were kind of wrapping up. Yeah. I was just thinking like, God, are they going to introduce something stupid or not stupid, but just <laughs> over the top and ridiculous like the Watchtower? And. and Basically, as soon as I fought that, the movie suddenly decided. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, <laughs> we get the Hall of Justice. Yeah, which again, I, I, the, I, I think I said this at the top, but the stuff that I liked, I actually kind of liked. I, I, I did a crooked smile on that where he's like, and, and you know, Sleepy Ben after he's like, oh, put your ear. And it'll be round. And, and Wonder Woman's like, with room for more. And Batman's like, okay, room for more. 
Yeah. I, I, again, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I kind of smiled at that a little bit. Well, but it's dumb. It's yeah, so well, that's dumb. That's why I smiled because it's like, oh, this is some Hanna-Barbera stuff. <laughs> or I, I should ask. Since yeah. you're the comic book guy. Yeah. How much of this stuff from Hanna-Barbera was from the comic? You know what? It's been a it's been a good hot minute. Um, well, I mean, like the Hall of Justice was that comic first, or was that Hanna Barbera? I that's a Hanna Barbera thing. They created that. Like, I mean, like they've had. I mean, like more like the Round Table and like a Justice League headquarters was a thing, but I don't think it was. You know, oh, oh was that building? It's based off. It's like like the. Uh, uh, history museum in Cincinnati or something you know, like like the the facade of the Hall of Justice that's a real building okay yeah um you know maybe uh offline we'll we'll take a look and I'll show you that it, it's uncanny you'll look at it it's like holy shit that's a real thing um but anyway no that that was um uh yeah they've had Justice League headquarters but most commonly it's it's the watchtower you know it's the, it's the satellite headquarters that I think most fans are most familiar with anymore yeah the Jesus Christ how is Bruce Wayne not bankrupt <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, where does he continue to make his money? Because he he sure does like to spend it. And uh, oh, and since since we're in in uh, um, Hall of Justice talking about a uh, uh, Wayne Manor, one one thing that kind of strikes me is weird, not weird. Um, uh, Ben Affleck I think makes a better Bruce Wayne than he does a Batman because like he he's got some Bruce Wayne fashion there. I just I was thinking about that last scene and he's wearing some kind of fancy like eight piece suit thing. He almost looks like the Monopoly man in that scene. And I'm like, ah, those are some expensive looking clothes. Yeah, is it just me or is, it seems like Ben Affleck's a good Bruce, mm -hmm. but Christian Bale's a good Batman. I I don't agree with I I don't disagree with that. Okay. The voice is a little tedious at times. Well, the voice for both of them is tedious to me. Well, but. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, but I I kind of like the way that they were trying to go with the modulation as a kind of as an answer to the Christian Bale thing. Yeah, but but it's dumb. But in the context of this universe, it seems pointless just because Superman's disguise is a pair of glasses. Yep. I mean, call me crazy, but. When you show a picture of a guy with glasses, <laughs> and then the picture without the glasses, yeah. it's like you can tell they're the same person. Mm -hmm. Then again, maybe I'm just crazy. I think you're just crazy. So, uh, and we got all right. So, back to the movie. So now that we have the Hall of Justice, yes, for the post post credit scene, because we got two. What was the first one? It was a mid credit one. It was kind of like a uh, a callback to. Uh, it reminded me of the uh, Superman animated series where they introduced the Flash and the two were just, oh, just so that, the two can race. Oh, the race thing. I, I forgot that was in the middle of the credits. Actually, I kind of forgot about that scene in general because it was pretty dumb. Again, it gives me the Superman I wanted, but it gives me the Flash that I could give a shit about. So I found myself very yeah, the, mixed. The, the Flash who has no idea what which way north and south are. Yeah, is that funny? I don't know. And, and like the brunch stuff, is that funny? I don't get it. Fucking, I, I think it's generational. Flash. It's probably generational. <sighs> but anyway, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Stupid. After the credits are completely done, we go to the uh, prison, insane asylum. Sure. No, it's Arkham Asylum because they're, they're, like the guards have like patches that because I was looking for it. So I'm, what? I'm like, oh, is wait, this okay? Like, is, this, this raises a new question. Then why <laughs> the hell is Lex in Arkham Asylum? <laughs> I don't. He's not crazy. Well, because it, it's right. It, it's well. 
I'm sure that there was uh, um, uh, overpopulation in the Metropolis prison, so they just went across the bay to Gotham because they're like right across the street from each other. Him, then why didn't they put them in uh, whatever Gotham's prison is? Because Arkham Asylum is an insane asylum. Yeah. It's not a prison. Well, to be fair, after watching Jesse Eisenberg's performance, you would think maybe there's something wrong with no, that dude. Well, yeah, I'll give you that, but it's just... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Me either. I'm not defending it. I'm just. I'm, well, anyway, I'm just fucking with you. Lex esca- escapes. Sure. And because we, why not? Yeah. So and then we get a, get the speedboat, <laughs> and we see what's clearly uh, Deathstroke because the silhouette's dead giveaway. Well, okay. All right. Let's. Well, let's he has stop there. He has katanas. So I'm just like, okay, that's Slade or yeah, Deathstroke, whichever you want to call him. Deadpool. Well, who came first? I, don't, I have no oh, idea. Oh, Deathstroke came first by years. But in the public consciousness, oh, okay. Deadpool movie came first, even though people are are familiar with Slade from like the cartoons and stuff. But that and I knowing my shit, the first thing I thought, I'm like, Deadpool? And 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 because like, you know, and part of like uh Deathstroke's costume is he has like kind of like ties on the back of his head mm-hmm. for no reason. I mean, back in the day it was because it was kind of like a uh it was a cloth mask that tied in the back. Right. Looked pretty cool. But now with it being a helmet, there's no reason to have a ties there. I digress. My point being is like he's on the speedboat, you see the katanas and you see these fluttering things. I'm like, oh, it's not just Deadpool, it's Deadpool from Comic Con where they had to like, you know, peace bond his swords where they, you know, put little ties on it. That <laughs> that's what they do at Comic Cons with weapons. They'll put like like a uh, little like um uh pink ties on it to because somebody saw it and said, Oh yeah, this this is a cartoon sword. It's not a real sword, it's fine. I don't know, it's a Comic-Con thing. Anyway, so yeah, so so freaking uh, Orange Deadpool shows up. So yeah, he meets up with Lex. They, they talk and Lex is like, why don't we have our own league? Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. <laughs> it, not only we're getting the Hall of Justice, we're getting the Legion of Doom. It's so dumb. Well, and he was like, I mean, I, I forget what the phrasing is, but I think he like, yeah, it's like a league of their own. Like, like, yeah, are yeah, they going to yeah. have a women's baseball team? <laughs> but but he's talking about, like, I think he says, like, injustice or something. Does he, like, I, am I imagining that? It's I don't remember that. I just remember him saying, we should have a league of our own or something, oh, okay. like, or something along those lines. Because he didn't say legion. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, because that would have been cool. Well... <laughs> Because that's the, it's like, it's like, it wants to, it has the right stuff in place. It just can't stick the landing and it just keeps doing all this dumb stuff. But now I'm kind of curious. Mm. Since we're, since they're doing the Super Friends now, are we going to get the same dumb villains that were in Super Friends? Maybe. Well, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I totally skirted a, a question you had asked me earlier. How much of that stuff is from the comics? I think like almost all of the villains are from the comics. Like, no, I, like, oh, I know that. Like but, Toy but, Man and Cheetah and Sinestro and Scarecrow. Yeah, th- those no, are, no, those I know are that, all. But, but all the villains that they used in that cartoon were mm-hmm. like, who are you? Why am I supposed to care? Yeah. Like aside from the Riddler. Right. And then Lex. Mm-hmm. It's like, who the hell's Chitara or whatever? <laughs> Cheetah, yeah. Cheetah. Chitara, a better movie. No, that, that's uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. Okay, yeah. that would be a better movie, right? Just at least fight the fights the Thundercats. I'm sure there's a comic book <laughs> crossover you can buy. But but also like uh, not Mister Freeze, it's right? Like some other dude. Oh, uh, Captain Cold, probably. <laughs> God damn it! That. And then there's like he's a, a Flash villain. People like him apparently. I don't because I don't like Flash. 
Um, but yeah, no, to your point, there's there's a whole bunch of stupid villains. But here's the thing. Um, do we think we're going to see any more movies with any of these people? I mean, th- this this is probably a stinger scene for a movie we're never going to see. I think it's all going to depend on how much money this movie makes total. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's a complete flop, I, I don't wonder. It's like... Aside from doing the second Wonder Woman movie, yeah. is it worth it for uh, Warner Brothers to keep doing this, or just not, and just say throw up their hands? and be like fuck it, we're gonna reboot it. We're gonna do an Amazing Spider Man. We're redoing this shit. Right. Well, and and that's kind of the last thing I want to uh, um, kind of go out with is where where do we think the DCEU goes from here? Um, yeah, I, I mean, including what we want to see or what we think is gonna well, happen. I think they're scheduled for uh, obviously Wonder Woman two and an Aquaman movie. Yeah, Aquaman is in post production, so, okay, that, so, so that's working. happening. That is happening, okay. regardless. Uh, Wonder Woman two, I believe, is in pre production, and we know that's going to happen. But outside of that, um, I mean, they, they keep talking about this uh, Shazam movie, where um, uh, you know you're going to get uh, possibly The Rock as Black Adam, which. I need in my life because okay. I need more movies with the rock in it. Um, <laughs> teaser for, for our next episode that we're going to talk about. But, um, but no, I, 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 so I don't know if that movie's happening. I don't know if justice league two is going to happen. What, Suicide, about those, what about those Joker movies we're supposed to get? Who even knows? <laughs> See, that's the thing. Or the, or the standalone Batman movie we're supposed to get. I think that's still going to happen, but I sorely doubt it's going to be Ben Affleck. I mean, there's rumors of like Jake Gyllenhaal and all that, and I don't, I, I, I am not specifically opposed to that, I guess, but I'm kind of on board because it's Matt Reeves doing it, and and you love those eight movies, so I think you might be on board for this, you know, kind of, kind of maybe taking some well, of those I'm, sensibilities well, I'm, and bringing it. I have it. more faith in him than Zach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and here's the thing: does does Zack Snyder get to make another movie, or or make another DC movie? Um, I don't know. I mean, again, I think it would really depend on how well this movie does financially. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, for everything that happened, you know, it's still directed by Zack Snyder. That's what the credits say. I mean, and Joss Whedon gets a screenwriting credit, which he would have anyway, because, again, that that was all part of the plan to just kind of loop things around. But the thing that I think is interesting is is I think for me is you kind of take out the try-hard interconnectivity out of these movies and just let them be movies. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's interesting, and I want to rope this in with uh, kind of our, our bitching about the score, it kind of implies a weird timelessness to these characters. Like, you know, you hear the 89 Batman thing, and you think Batman, but it's like, but that's Ben Affleck. That that's It's a different Batman. Or you hear the Superman theme, and it's a different Superman. Or even to the fact, like, um, you see Lex Luthor on this boat dressed up like Gene Hackman's Lex, Lex Luthor. He, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like, you know, millennial billionaire Jesse Eisenberg. He looks like Gene Hackman with, with a gaudy suit. It's, it's ridiculous, and I don't know what they're doing. But, what, but to my point, what I think they should do is just scrap the continuity— and take a almost uh, James Bond approach to it. Oh, okay. Where, you know, play the 89 Batman theme, whatever. And you just 
recast every every fistful of movies. I mean, I mean, it worked for the Burton era. I mean, we got three different Batman in ten years. Yeah. Why can't you do that now? Well, well did it work? Like from a were, were they it financially did. successful or those last two? I think Batman Forever was successful. Okay. And and then and that was still Joe Schumacher. Okay. It wasn't until Batman and Robin that like people were like we don't get this, we don't want this. So so yeah, I I don't I don't have all of the answer, but I just I, it was thinking about the the way that they were kind of trying to make this a sequel to other movies that it's not that I thought, you know, maybe that's what you do. You just instead of building a universe just tell decent stories with these yeah. characters and I'll, have it be timeless. Yeah, I agree with that because clearly the Marvel approach isn't working for Warner. No. And you look at the Nolan movies and those Batman movies make money. I mean, like uh, the um, Dark Knight Rises came out the same year Avengers did. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but th- it was comparable money. Yeah, but... Uh, but still, Avengers made way more. Like it, it set records or something like that, didn't it? True. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, that's a it's a really good point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean that that's my thoughts on where we go from here. Um, anything else you wanted to kick in on that? Yeah, this is more for my, my own amusement than anything else. It, it really doesn't mean anything okay. in the long run. I love it. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we kind of talked about that a little bit, and then kind of it kind of got dropped. Yeah. So, uh, at least as of last night when I was making my notes, mm-hmm. Justice League has a Rotten Tomato score of forty percent. Oh, it's dropped. When, well, when I saw it, 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 it was went like, up and down. Like first oh, okay. it was 30, 38 to thirty nine, and it went up to forty one. Oh my god! And really? Now it's, now it's at forty. <laughs> but that's, anyway, that's amazing. Compared to Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell got forty five. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell did better with critics than the Justice League. But you know what, though? This this is the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb movie. (laughs) And I think that's as good a spot as any to close it out. Oh, man. Um, All right, so we're going to sign off for now. Um, uh, But stay tuned because we're going to have another episode that we're going to record here in the uh, KGRG1 studios. And we're going to talk. We're going to talk a little Marvel a little bit. Kind of go to the other side of the tracks a little bit. Give her some decent movies. Yeah, right. Exactly. uh, Well, before we sign off, probably address. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you. Uh-huh. I give no fucks about Marvel. I ain't no fanboy. Right. I'm not hating on DC for the sake of hating on DC. You know what? We should probably put that because, I mean, I and I've said this in previous podcasts. I'm on the side of good movies. Batman is my favorite character. And, uh, and I like a lot of the DC universe. It's like I like these characters. And I'm bothered that these movies are so terrible. Yeah, I mean. You know, as a fan, I I don't want them to fail. I want I them want, to be good. We all, everybody wants good movies. We don't want to spend ten, fifteen dollars on a movie ticket and yeah. be infuriated or or the very best disappointed. <laughs> we we just want good movies. Yep. I mean, and going going back to Marvel, it's like yeah, I've only seen like four, maybe five of them. Right. And out of like how many? Seventeen. 
And counting. Christ. <laughs> you got some catching up to do. But but we'll get into that in our, our next episode. Um, uh, Killing Spree, how can folks get uh, get in touch with you if they want to? Uh, you, you can <laughs> hit me up on Twitter at Late Night Death. <laughs> Very good. All right. And until next time, uh, my name is Mike. This is Killing Spree. And until next time, make good choices. This has been a production of Mike Seibert Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows, you can listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. The show can also be found on Podknife. And if you like what you're hearing, don't be shy. Tell a friend and spread the word. Like, share, rate, and review the podcast wherever you find it, and I will read your reviews on the air and give you a shout-out. You can find me online at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram, and if you're an independent artist and would like to share your music with us, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, shoot me an email, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com, or just message me. Thanks for listening. 